My first impressions of Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, are incredibly positive. After putting in over six hours, I can't stop playing. And as a big fan of Metroidvanias like Ori and Hollow Knight, this game is scratching a lot of those itches. And it's great to see the game getting good praise from the gaming press as well as content creators. 2024 has wasted no time kicking off with a strong game. And while some fans were hoping for a very different type of Prince of Persia game, this one delivers on multiple fronts. And I want to give you the good, the bad and my conclusion. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning. Now, it's a live stream, right? So I talk for a long time. It's a longer video, but I give you sort of an opening monologue. If you like this kind of content and you want to be here for the live shows, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my content. Prince of Persia The Lost Crown is one of the first releases of 2024, and to sum it up in just two words, it delivers. With over six hours already in the game, I wanted to give my first impressions because I cannot stop playing this game. And because I love Metroidvanias, and not since Ori and Hollow Knight have I been able to vibe with a game like this, I really wanted to give this game its due attention. So first, I want to talk about the good parts of the game. There is a lot to break down here. The graphics... The combat, the movement, the mechanics, the abilities, the boss fights, as you're seeing right now. At every level, I want to talk about how they just nail it. Now, secondly, I do want to talk about the bad. Honestly, I have very little say, and it's not even really worth saying this is a bad section, because there are some aspects of the game that are maybe weaker, and there are some really bright spots, and there might be some things that frustrate you as well. As me. Now, lastly, I will give you my conclusion. I saw an article recently that said too many games are coming out, and I'm already feeling that. I wanted to complete this game before The Last of Us 2 Remastered comes out, and then there's a monsoon of games to follow. So, up first, the good. All right, so as I said, I want to talk about the graphics, the combat, the movement, the mechanics, the abilities, and the boss fight. So, up first, let's just talk about the graphics. I actually think they have nailed the art style. The use of color and particle effects is excellent. They set the tone of the game very well with the scope of the spaces that they create as well as the backgrounds. Numerous times I've remarked and said, man, that looks really cool back there. They really create a sense of space. And I still think that Ori and the Will of the Wisps is probably one of the best looking games in this genre. So if you're wanting like one of the best looking Metroidvanias, I still think Ori and the Will of the Wisps takes that crown. But Prince of Persia is right up there with it. It definitely feels like they could turn the characters and the spaces into a third person game like Immortals Phoenix Rising and it would actually work really well within that genre too. The game just has a very strong aesthetic. Now, within the graphics, I think they do a really, really good job with player feedback. I know when attacks are coming. I know when I mistime something. The cinematic approach to big damage, you know, or even taking big damage or doing it to the enemies, I think it's really, really enjoyable. And that, I think, adds a nice, nice layer to the combat. I especially like their use of light, not just in the fighting mechanics, but also in the scenery. There's a lot of times where you'll notice lights of candles or sunlight or things of that nature. The game just has a very, very good look. Now, that is just sort of the graphics, right? The graphics look great, whether you're in a fight or whether you're going through obstacles or mazes or you're trying to solve a puzzle. But the other thing I want to talk about is the combat. Now, I'm going to touch on some elements of the combat that I am not thrilled with, but overall, I find the combat to be incredibly satisfying. A very fast and responsive combat system, I think, is key 
to a game like this. More than that, it needs to have a fluidity, right? A pet peeve of mine in games of this genre is when they give the enemy speed and agility, and then you feel like an aircraft carrier in wet cement. I don't think that's a great way to create challenges, right? Where the enemy is so much faster than you. Well, that is not the case in Prince of Persia. You are fast, the controls are responsive, and parrying feels fantastic. And like many other parrying systems, this one has a very high risk and high reward baked in to it. Certain enemies in the basic areas, they will punish you for mistimed parries, while bosses might feel like their telegraphs are a bit easier to read. I found myself needing to dodge a bit more for basic enemies, since cutting them down is relatively easy, especially if you rely on the combos or you juggle them in the air. Now, there's a quick tip that I have for you. There is an NPC in the Haven. That's like one of the early areas, like a little town with some NPCs, okay? That guy lets you practice a bunch of different tutorials. Now, he gives you currency for completing each tutorial, and it really opens up my eyes or your eyes on just how much you can chain, combo, and react to the various enemies. I've especially enjoyed boss fights. If you fail, you know why, and adapting is very satisfying. You definitely feel rewarded for good parries and good dodges. Filling your Athra meter leads to awesome cinematic moments where you get to dole out a lot of damage, or I like to use a healing ability, and that has kept me in the ring. It's helped me beat some boss fights on the first try on more than one occasion, because I'm about to die, I can ratchet up my Athra meter by doing really, really good parries, and then all of a sudden I'm ability, I have this ability to punt on the ground, and it heals me. Now, it wouldn't be a good combat system if it didn't have good movement. Like any good Metroidvania, you are constantly saying, well, I can't get up there yet, or I can't make that jump just yet. And expanding on your moveset is a great part of the game. Dashes, leaving a timed clone so that you can teleport, wall jumping, all these are things that I have done before in games. But Prince of Persia manages to feel fresh, challenging, but also satisfying. Using my moves and my abilities to navigate a jumping area with spikes and saw blades that are everywhere, or maybe I'm maneuvering around a room and solving a puzzle with switches and moving platforms. It just feels good. I keep coming back to one word, satisfying. The combat, the movement, the obstacles, the puzzles, it's just satisfying to engage with all of it. And if you feel like you've ever played a game where it just feels good to move around and to fight in, you know what I'm talking about. Not since Ori have I felt a platform or a metroidvania feel this good next let's talk about the mechanics the tools and the abilities and the rules of the world are especially enjoyable something as simple as jumping shooting an arrow creating a platform timing the next jump it all flows together really well the mechanics just feel intuitive i've never felt the need to read an extensive tutorial or like double check how something works sometimes you feel like maybe you missed an explanation and you got to go to the menu and sort of watch the little video about how to do something the game leans on familiar mechanics of other metroidvanias so that familiarity i think helps quite a bit recently i've spoken about this i call it baked in familiarity and oftentimes this can make a game feel too familiar too fast well that's not the case with prince of Persia. Plenty of aha moments where you're like, oh, I've done something like this before, but never there's a sensation that I felt. I haven't felt this time at all. I've not been like rolling my eyes or feeling like something is very predictable and boring. The mechanics, the movement, the combat in the game are all dovetailed very beautifully with your abilities. When you get a new ability, you almost instinctively know, like, oh, I can go back to that one place where I couldn't get across or I couldn't jump high enough. And 
will the I think they have this incredibly genius idea where they let the player take a picture of a room and then you save it on the map. I think this is just brilliant because if you can't reach a chest just yet, but you can see it, maybe a ledge, well, you can take a picture. It'll be marked on the map and then you can see the picture when you scroll over it. Now, my only problem is they tie this ability to a currency that they give you in the game. So I'm not taking pictures. Now, this is a me problem, okay? This is something I've always struggled with. Currency paralysis or consumable paralysis is a real thing for me. I'm always like, oh, I better save this for later, and then I end up rolling credits in a game with 43 potions that increase defense for 60 seconds, right? I just never use them. I'm like, oh, I'll use this in a fight or a boss fight, and I don't want to use them all now, and then they just sit there. But this ability and this idea that they've come up with, I think it deserves praise. It makes getting new abilities in the game uniquely exciting. You're like, oh, I can do X or Y. Let me check my map. Let me look at some pictures, right? Now, lastly, I want to talk about the boss fights because I've already mentioned them quite a bit. The opening of this video, you got to see one of the cooler boss fights that I've already gotten to play. I think they are great and they're very satisfying. I love the ability to just retry the fight instantly. Not having to run back to the boss really allows them to increase the intensity I've always referenced like Ori and the Blind Forest but I also also always referenced Rayman Legends in the past I said listen a game developer can really turn up the intensity of a level or a fight if you let me jump right back in because you get a sense of momentum you have the sense of like oh I've almost got it or oh no I know what I did wrong I love that feeling of failing but getting the tag right back into the ring and turn the tide of the fight because you know exactly where you made the mistake so those are all of the good things about the game. Now, let's talk about the bad. Now, honestly, saying the bad, it isn't even really what I think. You know, saying the good, the bad, and my conclusion, it's just kind of an easy way to separate things. My gripes are pretty minor, and they may help you avoid some irritation. Just sort of knowing these things going in might end up helping you. So, the first thing I will say is the weakest aspect of the game is probably the writing and the voice acting and that's totally fine I do not buy a game like this for a narrative driven movie level writing and voice acting I just don't expect that and that's totally fine and at first I thought the story felt sort of basic but as time goes on once the elements of time enters the picture I actually think they do a good job of planting seeds and making an interesting plot secondly The game can feel a little bit aimless in the early areas. Now, this isn't really a negative, but it can feel like you aren't really progressing, right? You just sort of feel like you're wandering around. I would encourage you, in the early missions, just work toward the objective. It makes for better pacing, in my opinion. Once you have more abilities and you really have your bearings, exploring is more satisfying. Third, The way the checkpoints in the trees can work can be a tad tedious. Again, this is a minor gripe, but the combat can turn on you very quickly and leading you to have to sort of run all the way back from a tree. And I'm not even talking about like a mini boss that can get you. Very basic enemies can shred you rather quickly. And that is sort of tied with another negative experience that I have had with the game. Some enemies simply are not worth fighting they might disappear and reappear and then they run and then they spam and, and and it takes like what feels like in the moment like a disproportionate amount of your time but they can also hit you once or twice and then your health is already like half or kind of low I found myself 
running past certain enemies because of this. The small amount of currency that they drop is just not worth the potential health loss. You do feel quite low on your health and low on potions very often in the early game, and this is fine. It pushes you to be quick on your toes and dispatch of enemies quickly. But a consistent theme of the game that I was running into is what I will call surprise damage. Enemies jump out sort of already swinging, already primed and ready to go. And if you've never seen them before, you have no idea what their telegraph looks like. And if they sort of jump out of cover swinging, they're probably going to hit you. And unless you're sort of like Neo from the Matrix and time moves really slowly for you, a lot of these encounters, they're going to hit you with the first or second hit because you just don't see it coming. In a game where losing health can happen so fast, I like it to be because I missed a parry or maybe I didn't dodge properly, not because you sort of sucker punched me from somebody that was hiding behind something. One enemy in particular is such a nuisance, I simply don't fight him anymore. Because if he grabs you, he kind of infects you and then you're down to one health and you can't heal any longer. I found it easier to just die and respawn if that happens, and now I just run past him, okay? I'm not sure if some of these enemies are maybe just overtuned because I feel like some of them will die really quickly. You'll hit them a couple times and then they're dead, and in the same room and in the same area, other enemies just take seemingly way longer to die, and for no apparent reason. This guy, this he just doesn't look very strong. He's like kind of flying around. He's kind of ghost-like, and he takes two to three times more damage than the average other enemies in the area. Now, maybe Maybe they just want you to sort of feel that Dark Souls style where even the most basic enemy can ruin your day. All in all, I love the combat, and the boss fights are where I feel like it really truly shines. But getting flat tired by basic enemies made a few sections less exciting because it turned into what Souls players are very familiar with. Just sort of a run past those guys section. Now, none of these are major gripes. None of this is bad enough to make me stop playing. It was just an adjustment for me. I'm very accustomed to games like this where I'm going to beat everything on the screen. I'm going to hit every box. I'm going to check every corner. And Prince of Persia seems seems to motivate you to take a more tactical approach. Is this fight worth it right now? You may find yourself like me saying, nope, it's time to run. Okay, this is the guy here that I'm talking about. He does that flash attack. He disappears. He seems to have a lot more health than the other enemies. And then he, when he starts to disappear, you know, you, you can't hit him any longer. So he is the one that I just, I no longer fight him anymore. He just is such a nuisance. Okay. And I don't think it's necessarily uh, a problem because, again, I feel like they want you to make those tactical decisions. You know, they give you movement, they give you abilities that make running a feasible choice. It doesn't feel like you're doing something wrong. It's not like you're leaving a room and not getting a key or something. So... My conclusion. Well, my conclusion is that I can't stop playing. With over six hours in the game, I want to keep going. I want to complete it. I'm hearing the main story is somewhere between 22 and 24 hours. That seems great for a game like this. Now, will some of the negative things become more bothersome the longer I play, right? Well, it's hard to say. Oftentimes, those really rough edges, they kind of smooth out in a Metroidvania because A, you get better and you've just got the enemies sort of down. You have their attack patterns memorized but also B, you're stronger. You have more abilities to mitigate their damage and to dole out more damage of your own. So some of these frustrations I'm having could literally just be meant to say, hey, you're going to be stronger later. You're going to be better at this later because that's kind of how Metroidvanias function. So for now, I can't wait to jump back in and I hope to finish the game before the next big release, but that's just what I think. What do you think? 
So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion here, sort of my closing thoughts and conclusion. Making a Metroidvania, I think, has to be a bit daunting. Many games lately are accused of being too familiar, and the Metroidvania genre certainly has a lot of tropes, a lot of mechanics that could just be sort of phoned in. But Prince of Persia manages to make dashing, dodging, platforming through deadly spikes. It all just feels very, very fresh. Even this you know, sort of mechanic here in this room feels a little bit similar to Metroid Dread, and that's okay. I think this game has an advantage that no major platform uh, Metroidvanias have come out in a while. I think that's an advantage. No one's really played any lately. I think that's actually working in its favor. But I honestly think they just nailed the format. They really brought their own fresh ideas and their own takes to the genre. The second thing I want to say is, like any game, once I get a bit invested, I start to notice things that might not that I might not just be a huge fan of. As I said, some of the elements of combat, like surprise damage or checkpoint runbacks, they can be a tad annoying. But I actually think that works in the game's favor. Instead of just button mashing my way through level after level or room after room, I'm on my toes. I'm executing combos, dodges, parries. I've got to keep myself healthy or... I'm going to have to run back through here. Oftentimes, game in this games in this genre can have very little sense of threat until like a major boss fight happens or maybe lava is suddenly chasing you. Well, Prince of Persia manages to keep a level of intensity and attentiveness without exhausting the player. I do breathe a sigh of relief when I see wind trails telling me that a tree is nearby so that I can save and heal back up. And I think that means the game is working, right? It's applying pressure, it's making me feel threat of death or threat of damage, and getting through, surviving, mastering it, and getting to sort of take a breather, I think that's good game design. My conclusion is this. 2024 is starting off in the way that I hoped that it would, not just with a good game, but a game that is somewhat smaller and in a genre that doesn't get enough attention, in my opinion. So I strongly recommend checking out Prince of Persia. And you better act quick. The enemies aren't the only thing that will hit you. A flood of games will make landfall very soon, threatening to shove just one more game into your backlog. But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. And I got a lot of people to thank already. You guys are kicking off the day so, so strong. The first gifted member of the day was Jordan Lanham. Then one comes in from Dark Taco. And then a five bomb comes in from Aaron Claypool. You guys can absolutely ruin Creatures Evening. He said that if you guys got the stretch goal, he would join me for tonight. He would join me for tonight on the members-only community game night. And when we do a community game night, every single person can come. So if you guys hit that stretch goal of 2750, you you will ruin this guy's night. He, he sort of flaunted it yesterday and said he was totally safe and not in fear. So make sure you guys are putting up the bat signals. Get the big boys in here and start dropping the bombs. And DK Beggar moves the line with another gifted and takes us to six. I wanted to do this stream, I wanted to do this video because I really do think this game deserves some attention. I I really, really do. I, I, I enjoyed my time with it last night. Again, I think my, my only gripe is that they want you to feel like the world is very threatening. You know, anything can damage you. Anything can kill you. I just am not a fan of, like, surprise damage. I just, I've never been a fan of that. You're, like, walking through a room and some guy's, like, you know, springs out of a wood pile 
already swinging his sword and you you take damage and you're like well come on like i didn't i didn't i didn't didn't have time to react to that you know what i'm saying now once you know they're there it's fine but yo the final pineapple now that's a great name final pineapple taking us to 11 members already and silver subaru keeping the member train alive we are already halfway to 25 now i help with the goal guys every 25 i gift five so you can make me gift members i had to end up last year in total i gifted over like 4,000 members to the channel so you guys can certainly you know push me to help with the count if we hit the stretch goal we also are the for community game night we're going to play a fighting game and i hate fighting games so you guys can really really make both myself and creature miserable this evening how are the movement puzzles compared to ori as i place those games with the golden standards D- yeah darth ascension i kind of talked about that in the show open i feel like the the movement puzzles are very intuitive there were numerous times that i got through a puzzle on like my first try simply because it's just really intuitive like there was a section where you're shooting your arrow and it makes a platform and it's only there for so many seconds so i'm jumping shooting landing jumping wall jump jump shoot land and i was able just to do it perfectly not because like i'm some amazing platformer like these are some of my favorite games so i definitely do have experience in my corner it's just intuitive it's really, really satisfying. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. There are some sections where you're going to fail a couple times and land on the spikes or the saw blades a couple times. Another gifted member comes in from Patrick Q. Thank you so much. Taking us to 13 members on the day. Derek says, it sounds like old school first time challenge. First time you play a level in Battletoads or Ninja uh, or Metroid or Castlevania. First time, butt kicked. Right. It harkens back to like older style games, Derek. I was going to say that because there's a section where they just take the map away. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. I was like, I'm lost. And I felt like I was playing an original Nintendo game. I was like, oh, man, I have no idea where I'm going. Rock and Robin drops a 10 bomb on the chat and takes us to 23 just that fast. Creature's going to have to cancel his plans at this rate. Bring the heat. Put up the bat signal. Tell the big big boys in the Discord to get in here if you guys hit 2500 we are going to do an extra community game night this evening that's a great way to let all members gifted members sample the content on a friday night and we do that once a month at the end you're currently at 2441 you only need 60 to unlock community game night tonight and the second show today will be my friend and i talking about the first party debate between xbox and playstation 30 and still gaming and I will be doing that show very shortly in about an hour um oh sorry Big Juicer renewed their memberships let me thank you for this 18 months from Big Juicer the game looks so good but there's zero chance I'm coughing up 70 Canadian for it comparing it to other games of that price point ruins it for me it's like a 23 hour campaign if you're not a huge fan of the game type I understand but if you're basing it purely off of time in the game you're going to get more time out of this than some blockbuster AAA single-player games. It's a big game. Like, 23 hours is what I'm seeing to beat the game. 23 to 23 and a half hours. By the way, Big Juicer, we have made a change. If you're paying for your own membership, you need to bump up to, to, to the member at $6. The $5 is now purely the gifted tier. We even renamed it to gifted to make that clear. Yo, Reaper, renewing for 19 months. Welcome back, Reaper. 
And a five bomb from Zinthos and pushes us past 25. I now owe you guys five. And I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do mine right away because I want to get the member count as high as we possibly can, as fast as we can, so you guys can unlock the community game night. Usually I wait until the end of the stream to do it, but I'm going to help out. I'm going to throw mine in right away to keep the momentum going. Do me a favor. Smash the like button. Make sure you're already subscribed to the channel. Thank you so much, Zinthos. If you guys get a membership today and we unlock Community Game Night, make sure you're here tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Zinthos also renews a VIP for 28 months. This feels like Sea of Stars role in 2024 gaming. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if I view it that in that way in particular, but this certainly feels like a return to a more classic game style. And I freaking love it i just love it like i've not again not since i've played ori have i played a metroidvania that just feels this good rich rod gifts a member thank you so much rich taking us to 29 members on the day Spawnwave made a good point you take pics of treasures you can't reach yet uh and your pictures show up on the map well i referenced that in the show open my and this is this is a personal problem with me. This is not a problem with the game. I think the picture taking is brilliant. I said that it's a genius idea to put into a Metroidvania. My problem is a personal one. I always experience this consumable or this currency paralysis. Have you ever done that? I end up rolling credits on a game with a bunch of potions that are like, well, this will increase your defense for 60 seconds. I'm like, oh, I better save that for a boss. Never use them. Just don't do it. Well, I better save that. I better save that. I experience, you know, consumable or currency paralysis very regularly in games like this. Rob V gives a member and takes us to 30, tempting the 20 bomb layup. They can drop a 20 bomb right now and take us to 50. Uh, make creatures sweat a little bit, guys. Let's hit 2750 members. Let's do it. You hit 50, I'll throw another five. I'll throw another five on the pile. You missed some of the show open? No, you're good. I'm just letting you know that, yeah, I, I definitely mentioned that because I think it's such a genius idea. I'm just such an idiot. Like, I just don't end up doing it. You know, I'm like, oh, I can't get up there yet. And I just kind of move on. Oh, there's a treasure chest up there. Oh, yeah, and I just move on. Oh, there's a wall there I can't destroy. I just move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you form the habit, if you form the habit of taking the pictures, you're going to have a great, great time with this game. Because every time you get a new ability, that's what you're going to do. You're going to go check your map and be like, oh, I, I probably can do something with this now, right? I can jump higher, or I can shoot this thing, or dash, or whatever. Lono talks with his hands as much as Cubans do. (laughs) I've always talked with my hands. I have the same problems as Nova hands. During the playthrough, I have no idea how much of the resource I'm going to get. Is it common? Is it super rare? Do I need to save it for the final boss? Exactly. Exactly. The, The currency and consumable paralysis is something I always end up experiencing. Personally, if I what I would have done is. I guess you'd still be limiting it. I I think the reason that they limited it is as a mechanic, they didn't want you like literally just littering the map with pictures. Like, well, that might be something. That might be something. Oh, what about that? I think they wanted you to be very specific with like, okay, clearly I can't make that jump yet. Let me take a picture. Like I, if I were you any time that it's blatantly obvious, okay, 
anytime that it's blatantly obvious you can't do something that's what I would do. I would just take a picture. You're like, yep, clearly can't make this jump yet. I'm going to take a picture. Yo, what's good, Ginger? Thanks for upgrading to a member tier. appreciate you, dude. The teleport move you unlocked yesterday was epic. Yeah, the teleport move, like as soon as I got it, I was like, I can get past that guy now. Like I instantly knew, oh, I know how to use this. Like the way that they give you abilities and it's the abilities themselves. I've played a game with that mechanic before I have I have played a game where you can like do a thing here run away and then teleport back I've played a game with that but I just the way that they do it it just feels cool it looks cool they they nail it like I've I've played games before where I can dash in the air I've played games before where I can like slide on the ground or parry or wall jump I've played games where you can do that before but in this game it's like even though it's familiar, it still feels fresh. And I'm, I don't know how they did it. Again, I, I think they have an advantage. Because there's not a bunch of other Metroidvanias out right now. So no one's sort of going through, like, Metroidvania fatigue. You see, like, if it's an open world game, if it's a shooter... Everyone's like, I've, I've, I've played so many open world games. I've played so many shooters that the minute your game has any of those tropes in it from another open world or a shooter or an open world shooter, they're like, yeah, I played so Mike on the mic with a five bomb and takes us to 35. Thank you so much, Mike on the Mike. You guys are well on your way to unlocking community game night tonight. You guys are going to do it. You guys are going to do it. Guaranteed. Let me refresh just to be sure. You guys are so close already. You're making me want to play this for sure. It, it just feels good. It just feels good. Again, my only gripes are there's elements of the fighting with the tre- like the basic ads. It can be a little bit frustrating, but again, I think it's supposed to be. Yo, Mass with the five bomb comes in and gets us within 10 of 50, setting up an easy 10 bomb to 50. Thank you so much, Mash. Let me, let me say it this way. I'm frustrated by some of the enemies. They're they're super irritating and they they'll do a bunch of damage to you really quickly. I think it's supposed to be that way. You're supposed to be like, "Oh, this I hate this guy," right? Because commonly in games like this, the very first Ori is like this. Ori in the Will of the Wisps kind of ups the ante of combat. Hollow Knight really ups the ante of combat. Raven with the five bomb takes us to 45. Many hands make light work and we got a five bomb train going right now. Keep it going. That's like the fifth five bomb in a row and DK Baker throws a single on on the pile as well and takes us to 46. In the first Ori game, you literally just have to kind of jump and dodge and button mash and everything kind of dies. And it's easy, right? And in this game, and there it is, a five bomb and an agent of chaos and takes us to 51. I now owe you guys five more. You guys, come on, man. Make him cancel his plans. Guys, somebody send the detonator with a 10 bomb. Send the bat signal. Get the big boys in here. We're going to need them. Maybe not with the rate that you guys are going right now. 61 members on the day. I got to add my five to the pile. And then we're already on our way to 75. What I was trying to say is, is that they want the game. MASH comes in with the five bomb and takes us to 66. 
they want the game to not be this sort of just run through the level and button mash right that they don't want you to do that there are plenty of platformers and metroidvanias where you go into the room and as long as you can like move dodge and jump you're not going to take any damage or you might take a little bit and then everything's dead okay this game wants you to sort of have this sense of you're constantly on your toes you're constantly needing to dodge parry move like you're never just sort of walking in a room like clue 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 done clue 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 done like even the most basic enemies can be a bit of a nuisance right and i think it's actually good game design not every game i don't want every game to be like this but when a game applies pressure and you get the checkpoint and you go oh oh gosh like just you take like a bit of a sigh of relief I I love that. I think that's good. When I'm irritated by an enemy and I want to get around them or avoid them, I think that's good. See, a lot of times people hear me say that. They're like, well, that guy's really irritating. And they're like, yeah, listen to this guy. He's just complaining. Oh, skill issue. It's like, no. I think a good game, a good game design is where there are enemies that you just can't stand. You hate them. Right? It's like good writing. It's like a good show. A really good show or a, a good drama, uh, a good TV show or a movie. There's a character you hate. There's, there's a character you want to punch. You, there's a character you can't wait for them to get their comeuppance. I think good game design is creating enemies that make your blood boil a little bit. You're like, this guy again? Like, I actually think that's good game design. Yo, Rob B with another five. The five bombs are rolling in, and that takes us to 71. You guys can just keep on leapfrogging off of each other. We're, we're already really high for the day, creature. You better watch out. You better, you better get ready to cancel your plans, dude. I like game variety. Metroidvania may not be my genre, but glad to see a nice one out. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's a good attitude. The Doom Marauder. No, no infinite. No, no. Frick the Doom Marauder. Huh? No. <laughs> the Doom Marauder has been and will always be a piece of trash enemy. Okay. He was a good boss, but when they turn him into an ad, no. (laughs) I would love to see a Super Metroid remake and a Castlevania uh, remake with today's graphics. Yo, what's good, Uncle Meat? How are you? Marcus, I see you in the chat. How are you, brother? How many to cancel plans? Here, let let me refresh and tell you. That's what I'm saying. Get the big boys in here and light this thing on fire, dude. This guy's in chat saying, I'm not even paying attention. Getting my edits done quit. Gonna be a short day. We are at 2461. All right. That can't be right. We were there just a second ago, weren't we? Is it is it delayed on the back end? Let me refresh. I said that total like a minute ago, didn't I? Hang on a second. YouTube's being, you, there's no way. No, 2461. And it just refreshed again. YouTube's having a problem. Let me close out. Let me close out. Hang on. Didn't I say 2461? Or no, I said 2441. But you guys have done like 71 members. There's no way that that's right. Unless 30 days ago. This has got to be delayed. This can't be right. There's no way you guys just added 75, 71 members. I added 10. 
We didn't just add 81 members and only get... No, there's no way we just evenly traded. Gifted's broke YouTube again. Yeah, we're going to have to wait. It's not updating on the back end. It's not, there's no way we gifted 81 and lost 81 at the exact same time. You said you only needed 60 more. Did I say 60 more? Well, yeah, it's, it's only counting 20 then. We were 2441 and now it's saying 2461. There's no way we only netted 20 in the neck in, in that amount of time. I, I don't believe it. I think YouTube's delayed on the back end. The other day and just this morning, it took me forever. It took me forever to get things to update on the back end. So we'll, let's just let's just check it. We'll check it in 10 minutes and see if it updates. Added 81 and lost three. Dinner looking great tonight. December the 12th. Oh, hang on. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. No, we didn't have a big jump in memberships on December the 12th or the 13th. We didn't. I'm looking I'm looking at the um I'm looking at the dashboard. We only gained on the 12th. We jumped by about 50 members on the 12th. So, maybe they all maybe you guys did the same thing. Maybe you guys went crazy 30 days ago in the morning and those all just fell off. I don't know. How many to 2,500? I mean, according to this, which I don't believe this, we need 40 to get to 2,500. I, I again think it's delayed. If we get another batch, I'll double check it. I'll double check it and see if they're actually getting added. If we get another batch of members, I'll I'll check it. If somebody does five, I'll do a five. That'll be 10, and we'll, we'll have a pretty good idea. Because every five, I'm just immediately gifting the five. No, Creature can't mess with anything. <laughs> no, he's not on the back end, like, ensuring that we don't hit it. That wouldn't be possible. There's no way to do that. Um, so, anyways, anyways, I don't want to get hung up on it. It was just, it's it's a fun prospect of, like, doing a community game night and then making Creature cancel his plans. Uh, anyways. Um, uh, this guy says, your best friend sent me here, so I'm watching to see what you offer. Well, I appreciate you being here. Right now, what we're doing is we're going to be doing two shows. So in about 37 minutes, we're going to shift gears into a Xbox PlayStation first-party discussion. Uh, there's been a lot of debating about uh, whether or not the the first party designation you know PlayStation doesn't have any first party games this year uh, I don't know why we're suddenly worried about that they have a bunch of exclusives coming this year and then the recent rumors about Xbox first party games coming to PlayStation me and my boy 30 and so gaming are going to be discussing that but right now we're talking about Prince of Persia the Lost Crown and I am giving it a very strong endorsement telling people to check it out now I was provided bot with a code from Ubisoft, but I would be saying this even if they didn't give me a code because I love Metroidvanias. You guys, I've told you this before. The two Ori games are, are some of my favorite games ever. Hollow Knight, I can't wait for Silk Song, and not since Ori and the Will of the Wisps have I played a Metroidvania. It just it just feels good to be in this game. I really do. I like it. I think one of my favorite things about it is actually the boss fights. It is. It's actually the boss fight. Starfield. Starfield will probably come up in the next stream. There's no reason to talk about it right now, but it probably will come up uh, in the next stream. Um, Flip it. Free Twitter advertising. That's right. Uh, I would play Prince of Persia, but I'm still playing Starfield. Uh, It's easily the best game of the century. Well, I'm glad people are enjoying Starfield. I did not enjoy it for very long. 
um, I moved on very quickly to cyberpunk and other games, but that's the beauty of different preferences. You know, there are plenty of people right now that won't touch Prince of Persia because they just don't like platformers or they just don't like Metroidvanias. And that's great. I think that's fine. I think that's one of the great things about this year in particular is I like seeing a strong year sort of get, you know, we're kind of kicking off the year with a lesser known title, not a, not a huge title, right? This isn't some big, huge blockbuster that's going to break down the door, but it, I think it's very, very clear that it's a good game. Like, even if it's not for you, it gets clear it's a good game. And I, I think that's important, you know, that every genre... I'm seeing people go nuts over uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. And I looked at gameplay for it. I checked it out. And I was like, you know what? It's just not... I just... I, like, I was actually considering maybe playing that game co-op with my wife. And I looked at gameplay for a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I just don't know if I would dig this game. And I think that's awesome when when a game comes out and everyone's going nuts over it. And I'm like, man, that game looks like everybody's having a blast. And I'm like, eh, but it's not for me. You know? I yeah, That happened uh, recently with... Uh, you know, Baldur's Gate 3, some of the racing games when they come out, I'm just like, wow, people are really enjoying, you know, Crew Motorfest and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's just not for me. Um, I played Grand Blue demo this morning. Yeah, I love the fact that they're doing demos. Like, did you guys know you can just go play right now a Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown demo? You can just go play one, right? You can just play it right now. So if you're like, I don't know, Lono, you know, you're saying it's really good. I, you know, I've not played a Metroidvania in a while or whatever. You can just go download the demo and play it right now. You, you, you don't have to buy it to see if you like it, right? Like the controls are responsive. The combat's satisfying. The abilities are fun. The art style's good. You know, the weakest part of the game is I just, I don't think the writing and the voice acting is all that good, but I don't think it needs to be for a game like this. You know, it, it's doing its job. It's telling the story. It's establishing the world and the characters and the lore and everyone's motivations. You know, and I, you know, I that's that's probably the weakest part of the game. And you don't really have to pay any attention to any of it. I've skipped plenty of the dialogue, plenty of the lore. You find items and you find things to read, but I don't read any of it. And I'm sure there are people that will, but I'm just like, yeah, I just I, I've, I just playing a game. I don't care about that kind of stuff. Would you prefer that Prince of Persia had more realistic art style or nah? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely has a Fortnite-esque kind of Immortals Phoenix Rising-esque art style. I think it works, but it probably would have been pretty awesome if they went with like a little bit more of a realistic look, especially because it's a side-scroller. But I don't, I don't have, I don't diminish the game or take points off for that. I think it would, I think it could work in either art style. I do, you know. I also think the art style works really well for some of the things that happen. So when you misfire on a parry and the whole screen goes red, it looks kind of like a comic book, or you nail one of the parries and a cinematic happens. I actually think that probably ends up looking better because it is more of a cartoon arcade style and not so much of like a photorealistic or realistic art style. So I actually think with a lot of those effects and those things that pop up on the screen and things that happen, it works really well in this art style. Like it's really flashy. I love the use of color. Like when you... 
dude when you miss a parry uh, it's it it hurts the whole screen goes red <laughs> big x you're like oh man like you you know you missed there's no doubt you're like did i miss the parry yeah you did you you they they cut you deep you're hurt Um, interesting why the gameplay is too similar with Kingdom Hearts. Wait, what game are you talking about? You talking about Grand Blue? The demo will tick you off. You get to the first boss and it hard stops to tell you to pre-order. Pretty good game though. I mean, I would say that's, that's exactly how a demo should go. Like, you're having a good time. Oh, look, a boss for you to fight. It'd be a shame if a menu popped up and said you gotta buy. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Grand Blue or are you talking about uh, Prince of Persia? I've not played the Prince of Persia um, demo. I've not played it. Uh, Sven says, the art style allows for a more timeless look. It's going to hold up well 10 years from now. Oh, uh, yeah, we've talked about that recently, Sven, and I agree with you. I think that when you go for an art style like this, I actually do think it gives it a more transcendent quality. Like, no one's going to turn around in seven years and be like, the game looks like trash. And I'm like, no, it looks fine. Like, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Like, no one looks at Ori, the first game, Ori in the Blind Forest, no one looks at that game and says it looks bad. It's still, to this day, a beautiful game. It's beautiful. And what, it's like seven years old? I'll probably think the same thing in another seven years. You know? Worst part of the demo, it's too short. Oh, Casual Grinder says no, he's talking about Prince of Persia. Okay. Oh, I bumped the microphone, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't play the demo. I got uh, I got early access. I got a code from uh, Ubisoft. Now, sadly, we didn't get it early enough to do a full-fledged review. I would have loved to have been able to like just plow through this game and record a bunch of footage and give you guys like a full-fledged review. We just did not have time. I got the code like a day and a half ago, and I was like, well, I'll play it for a little bit. I'll get familiar, and then we'll just boot up, you know, on the day it comes out. And, and once the embargo drops, we'll just stream it and talk about it. Um, we're just, we're, we're not quite at that point where we're getting like dem, um, sorry, review keys like super early, but we are starting to get them and that's, that's going to be helpful. So that way I can kind of pick the games that I think, you know, are the ones that I, I want to put the most time into, you know, we've, we've got, I've gotten some, you know, offers over the years for games. I just got an offer recently that I turned down. It was a sponsored thing. And I was like, I just don't think that game fits with my vibe and I you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be the right call but a game like you know Prince of Persia it's like no for sure and it wasn't sponsored or anything they just they just sent me the code um but the, I think that game was one I was looking forward to I remember the first time a Prince of Persia trailer hit and I was like why is everybody so upset cuz people were kind of hoping for the other Prince of Persia game the one that I guess got like rebooted or delayed or whatever what was it like? It was a Sands of Time remake or something. I can't even remember what it was. But when they first showcased Prince of Persia The Lost Crown gameplay, I was like, that right there is... that That's a game I want to play. Fast, fluid movement, crazy attacks, boss fights, Metroidvania mechanics, 
you know, uh, all those things. I was like, man, I don't know why everybody, you know, is so upset because like people were like acting like, well, I'm not interested in the game. The game looks lame, or I don't want it, or whatever. And I was like, man, what's everybody talking about? This game looks sick. So. Guys, if you want to weigh in in the chat right now, let me know what you think. Are you going to be checking out this game? Have you checked out the demo? Are you interested or not? Could we get 40 more likes on the video? Let's shoot for 200 likes. In about 30 minutes, we are going to be switching to another stream. But right now, we're talking about Prince of Persia. Troubled Prince of Persia remake has passed an important milestone. Oh, it was. It was a Sands of Time remake. Oh, it's still coming, apparently. There you go. There you go. I like Cuphead 2. I've always wanted to go back and start fresh with Cuphead because I feel like I'd probably be better at it now than I was back when I tried it. You know, I was having a good time with it and I got to that dragon boss and I just got irritated. I was like, yeah, and I put it down. That was a couple of years ago, I think. I've always wanted to go back and be like, all right, let me take another crack at this. They need to remake all of them, even the originals on PC back in the late 80s, 90s. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard to justify the investment DK beggar he pokes the line guys we have a standing incentive if you want to unlock a community game night tonight it'll be an extra one you need like 40 more members now you need about 200 more members if you want to make creature join me and then we'll, we'll do a community game night with a fighting game we'll probably do a couple fighting games I'll get like killer instinct on the Xbox and like Mortal Kombat on the PlayStation so like both sides of the aisle get to play but I hate fighting games and you guys can beat the crap out of me tonight and Creature said he will show up if you guys can hit that goal so you know send out the back signal to some of the big boys and we might not need the big boys because we got guys like Mike and a Mike pushing the line and he takes us to 77 that's Agent of Chaos right there that pushes us past the goal and another one from Ward Huff takes us to 78 thank you so so much I owe you guys five which I'm gonna do right now I've been I've been adding mine as soon as I owe them usually I do them at the end but I'm doing all of them right now so that way I can help you guys hit the goal as soon as possible. Now, once mine have hit, I'm going to refresh the back end. I'm going to make sure YouTube is working. And a 10 bomb from Cardock Wren. He takes us up to 88. Putting us on the doorstep of 100 members already. Creature was kind of sauntering around the chat earlier saying he had no concerns. He's got dinner plans. He doesn't think you guys can hit the 2750 stretch goal. And trust me, he doesn't do reverse psychology. That's literally just him being a a jerk. (laughs) He doesn't do reverse psychology. He's too... He's too... uh, lacking in tact to be that way he just says what he thinks he's like nah there's no there's no way they're doing this checking the back end there we go it's moving again 2482 so you're 18 away from the extra community game night you're 18 away thank you guys so so much pause the stream I have to go to the bathroom now that's a heck of a name Monitor says, I saw your gameplay yesterday, Lono. Beautiful game and great job by Yubi, but 60 is a bit much. Wouldn't you agree? No. Why would I agree with that? What's your reasoning for thinking that it's not worth it? It's like a 23-hour campaign if you just focus on that. You can get close to 30 hours out of this game if you go completionist. So what's what's the reasoning? I remember people saying this about Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Shouldn't be full-priced. Why? And they're like, it's a side-scroller. I'm like, What? I don't understand. Why? I'll look it up right now. Hang on. Prince of Persia campaign length. 
Yeah, if you go completionist, it's over 27 hours. It's a, it's around 27 hours. If you just play through the game, you're going to land in like the 22, 23-hour range. How's that, how's that not worth full price? Price also come down. The full price of a game is just a hype tax outside of Nintendo. I don't know if I necessarily believe that it's a hype tax. I mean, we, we've... We've learned recently that these companies are trying to find ways to make more because their their budgets are mushrooming, right? But but budgets getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It, 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 not, we see that we can't be like, oh, I can't believe games are more expensive, or I can't believe games are doing microtransactions. They're a business at the end of the day. They've got to figure out a way to to, to keep the lights on. Metroid Dread was a side-scroller, and it it was my game of the year, 2021. It won Action Game of the Year that year, did it not? Checked last night, it's 50. The Deluxe Edition is 60. Wait. Wait, I saw people complaining about this game's price. Prince of Persia's $50? Listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. Listen. Shut up. Shut up about price. No, shut up. You don't get to talk about price. $50. A, a 22 hour game is $50 just be quiet seriously go see if they put a coupon in the newspaper that's a freaking great deal seriously I mean it just stop just be quiet you didn't have you weren't playing 22 hour side scrollers back in the day when you were buying games for 80 to 100 dollars and according to inflation you were spending like 100 to 120. 50 bucks for a 22-hour game? Just be quiet or find a new hobby. I'm tired of this discussion. That is a steal. That is a great price. High for the genre? No, it's not. No, it is not. It, why, why does the genre matter? It, it's 22 hours. What do you mean? What, what's the time to complete? What's the time to complete on like a Tomb Raider or something like that? Th- those games are full price. Their campaigns land in like 15 hours. You're nuts. If you think the genre determines the price, that doesn't make any sense. Since when does genre determine value? That, that That's nonsensical to me. Why? Piscatella says 50 is relatively high price point for games in this genre. I don't, Matt Piscatella is not the arbiter of value. Who is he? He's just a guy that analyzes the industry. He's not a guy that determines price and value. That's determined by the market. What, what, how much was Ori? How much was Ori in the Will of the Wisps? How much was Hollow Knight? How much was Super Mario Brothers Wonder? What's he even talking about? How much was Metroid Dread? It's 50 bucks. Tell Piscatella he's nuts then? Matt Piscatella is nuts. They're $50. Ori is 30 now. Ori wasn't $30 at launch. Was Ori $30 at launch? It was a full price game at launch. Unless I'm completely misremembering. Ori in the Ori in the Will of the Wisps is 12 hours. It's half the length. It's not near it's not as long. It's half the length of Prince of Persia. It's a it's a it's high based on market analysis. I think that that's a ridiculous thing to do, to look at other games and not look at how long they are and just assume that, well, this is kind of high for the game type. Metroid was 50? Okay, Metroid Dread was 50. Super Mario Bros. Wonder is full price. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, is a 22-hour game. 
what even what even are we saying 50 bucks is more than fair my gosh Yo, this is the problem you, you're gonna penny pinch not anybody here but people are gonna penny pinch really good genres in innovation right out of the industry your 50's a little high I don't care that it's 50 but it's a cold hard fact that it's high for the genre I don't think you can demonstrate that by pointing to a, a, hard, a handful of games that's not the truth it's still subjective opinion that's not objective no that is subjective no because we've already demonstrated that there are plenty of games that have launched in this genre at that price point demonstrating that his observation is false and not true I, I don't I don't I don't care what a person thinks about the price of a game. It's not a cold hard fact. We've already demonstrated plenty of games in this genre have hit the market and have been around $50. Demonstrating his claim to be falsified, it's not true. If Metroid Dread can launch at 50, I t- Ori and the Will of the Wisps did not launch at $50. Market analysis isn't objective. He's doing poor market analysis. Ori and the Will of the Wisps was not $30 at launch. I know that it wasn't. There's no way that game was $30 at launch. There's no way. Are we looking at the Nintendo launch price? Because it came to Nintendo years later, did it not? Metroid Dread is 60 right now on the eShop. Lono, the gaming community is entitled and spoiled. Did you forget? Thank you for the five spot. I think it's somebody baiting for a clip. It's not somebody baiting for a clip. It's Eugene. So Metroid Dread launched at 50. You're saying it's 60 right now. And Ori's only a 12-hour game. So maybe Ori did launch at 30, but it's like half the length of Prince of Persia. So Ori launching at 30 and Prince of Persia being 50, it's a longer game. It's a bigger game. So, of course, it costs more. My memory could be completely wrong on this. My memory was that Will the Wisps was like a $40 or $50 game at launch, not $30. Again, I, I, I could be completely misremembering. It's been a long time. I don't know what the price of Ori in the Blind Forest was at launch. Because Ori in the Will of the Wisps is $30 right now on Steam. I assume that was a price decrease. I was wrong. It came out with the 60 price. So Dread was 60 at launch. Mario Wonder was 60 at launch. These are platformers. So I don't agree with Matt Piscatella's market analysis. I don't agree with him. You can't use Ori as, as a demonstration of the market. It's not a demonstration of the market. The market's bigger than Ori. Both both platformers on Nintendo sold. Oh, that's Nintendo. Well, you're just going to hand wave other platformers off the market and act like they don't exist? Prince of Persia is a long-standing name. It's a recognizable name. It's not a new IP. So Prince of Persia being 50 and Dread and Mario being 50 and 60 or in the same price range demonstrates that his analysis of the market is incomplete. Ori is not the market. Neither is... I don't even know. What, what did Hollow Knight launch at? I don't remember. He has access to way more data. Eugene, I, I cover the games industry. You look at the games industry. How many Metroidvanias have launched in the last couple of years? How many platformers? How many big name platformers? How many? Because Hollow Knight being 30, again, you're talking about probably, well, no, Hollow Knight's got a huge completion time on it. That's a, that's a steal if I've ever seen one. Hollow Knight's also a smaller studio. 
you're not dealing with an established IP and you're not dealing with a large a larger studio you're dealing with an indie title like the studio behind Hollow Knight how many people are working on Silk Song I don't even know I haven't looked into it I'm I'm genuinely asking Side scrollers launch every day. Again, the failure of that comparison would be to fail to account for the fact that a lot of those side scrollers and Metroidvanias are indie games. They're indie titles, smaller budgets, smaller in scope and size. Yeah, you want to go to like Blasphemous or other games that are that are like not nearly as popular. Ori was forty at release. That was my memory, was that Ori was like 40 or 50 bucks when it came out. I don't remember it being 30, but again, it's hard to remember. I mean, that, that's, Ori was like seven, the first Ori was like seven years ago. So again, he's acting like that's a demonstration of the market. Well, no, you'd have to go to larger known properties, bigger studios, bigger IPs like Mario, Metroid, Dread. Now, I'm not saying Prince of Persia is as big as Mario and Metroid, but you can't run to little indie titles that last for 10 hours and have four people that built it and be like, this is kind of high price for the market. No, it's not. It's not an indie title built by four people. It's Prince of Persia built by UB. Like, it's not some small title, and it's not some small studio. And it's a 22-hour game. 50 bucks is more than fair. It's more. It's way more than fair. So based off of market analysis, has there been any game in the genre that is, uh, has the same campaign length? How much was Hades? Uh, I don't know. Again, indie titles are hard to use as an example. They're, they're, they're so hard to use as an example. They're not, they're not deterministic. They're smaller studios, smaller budgets. It's a lot easier for them to make profit. You think the marketing behind Prince of Persia and the team and, and, the, and the brand and all of that, you think that's easy to just, oh yeah, it should be 20 or 30 bucks? Jurita's full tweeter stop at relatively high. I stopped when he said relatively high price point for games in this genre. Now he's saying it's it's getting it's getting positive response. My problem with what he's saying is there are games in the genre that are launching at 50 and 60. So why is this relatively high? Again, relative to what? A bunch of indie titles? Think about it like this. There are a ton of games right now that are launching that are uh, uh, Souls-likes or they're rogues, right? There are plenty of games right now in Steam every day, every week, every month that are launching. And would we ever look at a game that, uh, you know, look at look at like a game like Returnal? But, well, it's relatively high priced for a rogue. What, what do you mean? If you're looking at rogues built by four-man teams that sell for 20 bucks on Steam, is that, a, is that a fair comparison? Like, again, that's why I say relative to what? There's a monsoon of games launched by studios with less than 20 people. And sure, they sell their games for 20 and $30. Hades, I'm sorry, Prince of Persia is not in the same genre as those games. Prince of Persia is in the same genre as like a Metroid Dread or a Super Mario Bros. Wonder. That's the genre that it's in. A recognizable IP, a bigger developer working on it, and a sizable marketing budget. So it's not relatively high when you actually compare it to other games that it's like. You could do that with any game. You could be like, 
well, it seems like a little overpriced. There's tons of games in this genre for 30 or $40. Yeah, when you look at a bunch of indie titles that, <laughs> that have way less people working and way smaller budgets and zero marketing budget at all. Prince of Persia doesn't doesn't I don't think it's fair to compare it to games like Ori that were brand new IPs or Hades or um, even Hollow Knight. I don't think it's fair to compare it to games like that. Those are indie studios with brand new IPs. So they sold their games for 20 or 30. I think 50 for a game that's 22 hours it is is plenty fair when you compare it to other games of similar length as well as similar studio size, budget size, etc. He responded to Spawnwave and says, it's comparatively high, but maybe others have been priced too conservatively. I'm always a fan of starting at a high price and working down. But again, if Piscatella is merely looking at the genre and the price point of the genre, there's an overwhelming majority of indie studios making games in this genre heavily tilting the scales in that price range that's why i don't think it's a fair comparison you can't throw games like hollow knight and ori on there they're smaller studios they were new ips they they had to be competitive and their games are not as long i think hollow knight is actually probably comparative in length hollow knight time to beat yeah, Hollow Knight time to beat's 25 hours. If you go completionist, it's 54. Hollow Knight is a dense game. It's a big game. It's bigger than Ori. It's bigger than Will of the Wisps. So Hollow Knight, you could say, is probably priced too low. But again, it's a smaller studio. It's a brand new title. So of course it's going to be lower in cost. That's a market reality. That doesn't mean that... Prince of Persia is is comparatively high. Again, I put Prince of Persia in the same category as like a Metroid Dread or like a Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's a recognizable IP built by a big studio with the bigger budget and it, it's a big game. In all of those things make me say it's not comparatively high. It compare it to Dread and, and Mario. It's not. Yeah, I can compare it to to games built by two people and say that it's high you could do the same thing with every shooter that comes out there's all these there's all these boomer shooters they're calling them now right these boomer shooters that are coming out that look like doom it's like they're they're 20 bucks you know they're they're 30 bucks and it's like are you going to compare that to the next doom that comes out like well doom's relatively high no you're not going to do that just because the market gets oversaturated with games similar to Doom or in the genre of that boomer shooter doesn't mean that that's representative of what the market's price point is. Hollow Knight also launched almost seven years ago at 30. Yeah, how big is Team Cherry at the time would be my question. Um, mm-hmm, Team Cherry employee count. Two to ten employees according to LinkedIn. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're talking about 10 people. Of course the games are cheaper. Um, boomer shooters. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. I thought it was great. Avatar's already on sale. Yeah, Avatar didn't do very well. It didn't do very well commercially. The, re- the review outlets were pretty lukewarm. It, it, it was just too similar to Far Cry. 
I'm not saying it was too similar to Far Cry. I'm saying that was basically the consensus of the reviews. So it, it just, it was quickly, it was quickly dropped in price. Yo, what's good, Feed? Yeah, I don't know if Prince of Persia is going to have to drop in price because I do wonder if right now the $70 price point, is that going to make 50 look really appealing? Like, what was uh, what was AC Mirage's launch price? Wasn't it 50 Yeah. Yeah, AC Mirage, its launch price was 50 bucks. So, again, I wonder if someone's going to look at this and say, man, all these $70 games, 50 bucks. I'm hearing this game's great. It might work in its favor. It might be commercially successful. Or it could have its price get cut in a month because, again there could be a stigma about being like, it's a platformer. Why does it cost that much? I mean, I saw people saying that about Mario Wonder. They're like, 2D platformers shouldn't be full price. I'm like, be quiet. That's dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. Like, having a having a genre-determined price is silly. And that's why I got, that's why my hackles got raised. My hackles got raised because Acting like this genre should be lower in cost, I think is ridiculous. Especially when you're going to substantiate your argument with an ocean of indie titles. It's like, you're not making a very compelling point. Because if if the team behind Ori built the next Ori, and it was like a 30-hour game, and it was massive, and you're like, I don't know, dude, $50 is kind of high. I'd be like, but the overwhelming majority of the games that are in the genre and launching at the $30 price point are 10 to 15 hours long and built by like 10 people. It's not a fair comparison. I don't, I, I, maybe I'm being very protective because I love Metroidvanias. I don't like the idea of people saying, well, Metroidvania platformers, that genre really shouldn't ever be higher than $30. And you substantiate it by saying, well, look at how, how much all the games are. And it's like, well, those are all indie titles. Of course, you're, you're not pointing to a genre. You're pointing to a market reality. They're smaller studios. So of course, the games are lower in price. Market will determine it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't like the opinion that the genre should determine the value. Like when people were arguing that like Mario shouldn't be full price. I'm like, get out of here with that nonsense. What are you talking about? And what do you mean? That's not how we determine value. Now, the market could look at Prince of Persia and they could agree with Matt Piscatella's opinion that that's overpriced for the genre. I'm not buying that at 50. Or they could see the 50, a recognizable brand, a fun game, a highly reviewed game, and say, hey, there's a lot of $70 games out here. I'm going to scoop this up. 50 is a good price point. I, I don't know where it's going to land commercially. I mean, I, I can't predict how the consumer is going to respond. There's enough people in the consumer base that literally might see a platformer and say, I, I don't, I don't want to pay that. I don't want to pay 50 bucks for a platformer. We don't know the budget of Prince of Persia, no. Seemingly a decent-sized marketing budget. I've, I've seen a lot of trailers for it. They were at a lot of the events. So they, they spent a decent chunk of change on the marketing, for sure. Um, that's one area where we're going to start to see some of the mushrooming budgets of studios get shaved back, and that's how they're going to do it. They're going to trim down the marketing. They are. Guys, let's get a couple more likes in the video. Let's get 200 likes. We got steeped into a debate that I I wasn't anticipating having that debate. I think that was a good debate. Um, 
And again, maybe I'm just more protective because I really like the genre and I don't like the idea of people being like, you know, Metroidvania side scrollers, they, they should be they should be like 20 or 30 dollars every time. And I'm like, "What? No. Like you're always you're never going to get big studios that want to build them then. Like if the market stiff arms Prince of Persia at 50, my concern as a Metroidvania fan would be that bigger size studios, medium-sized studios aren't going to want to throw their weight behind Metroidvanias or platformers because they're going to say, "Well, we we can't the market market doesn't accept the price point we can't sell it at 50 and if we can't sell it at 50 we, we we won't make our budget we won't make profit you know if the market basically says no these games have to launch at 30 or they or they won't do well commercially then like i said you're going to penny pinch the genre out of the market and you'll only get metroidvanias and platformers from indie studios and while they're great and i love what they make look how long we're waiting for silk song you want to know why it's a smaller studio so it looks like a double A game. I don't know what that means. I, I think it I think it's a triple A game as far as quality, polish. I think the art style's great, you know, size of the game. You know, it's a twenty two hour game, it's a pretty big game. So I have to uh, schedule the next stream and if we get twelve more members, I have to give five. You guys are really, really close to unlocking community game night for tonight, creature has predicted smartly that he is safe. We are 18 members away from unlocking Community Game Night for tonight. Now, you're going to get Community Game Night no matter what on the last Friday of the month, but you can get an extra one tonight. That's a great way to let gifted members sample the content. We have made the Friday Night Streams with Madam are now a required $6 tier or higher. Gifteds can come to the Discord. Gifteds can take part in daily Q&A. When we switch the chat to members only, and gifteds can come to the monthly community game night. Um, so depends on the game itself. I doubt Silsong will have any uh, trouble selling at fifty. That's the thing I was thinking about. I was like, man, I would love it if if Silk Song could come out into the market and sell at fifty. Like that would be that would be great. But if Piscatel is right and I'm wrong, and the market trends too, the market trends low on this particular genre. Then you know it might, it, Silk Song might struggle with reception if it hits the market at fifty. You know, I could see Silk Song hitting the market at forty and maybe price dropping a month later, because um, you know it's a pretty in-demand title, in, at least in my book it is. I mean, it, it it seems to trend and get everybody's attention anytime there's a rumor that we might hear about it or see about it. Um, so you know we'll see we'll see what happens i just i really like the genre and you know obviously i was a little bit bummed when moon studios decided not to do another ori but you know even their new game i think looks pretty good uh no rest for the wicked i think looks pretty good and you know i i would hate for studios like that to feel like well we can't really do another ori or well we can't really charge what we need to charge for Silk Song because you know the market's you know rejecting the notion that these games should be you know fifty bucks or closer to full price. Uh, redirect. There we go. No, the minifig. They're gonna be at Lono's house. No, he would join us for the community game night. He, uh, he said that he felt like he was going to be safe, and it looks like he's correct. I don't think we're going to get 200 members during during the talk show with Mike. 
uh, if I can't shout them out, people tend to uh, to slow down because it's not as exciting, right? I'm not being like, get a 10 bomb and a bit of a an Aaron Claypool with a five bomb to demonstrate. Thank you very much. Taking us to 93. I have already gifted the 15 that I owe you guys. If we hit a hundred, I'll owe you five more. Um, okay. Get Mike on the on the line here, and then I I'm gonna drag this over here too, in case I need it. I will think of you while I enjoy dinner. I won't actually. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Smaller teams, less development time, no motion capture. Plenty of reasons why people don't think those games are worth fifty. After fifty, I, I, Mike, what do you think? The debate right now is, you know, Prince of Persia is a platformer, um, platformer Metroidvania, and about twenty-two hours to beat it, and yeah. people are saying fifty dollars is is high for that that kind of game. Um, I mean. The market bears it. I mean, that's that's my answer. Like, if people, when it first comes out, want to pay fifty bucks, then pay fifty bucks. If you want to wait for it to go on sale, wait for it to go on sale. As as a consumer, what's your opinion? Like, do you think that's too not, high? I, Is that too high for you? I don't. I don't. I don't rate games based on what type of genre they are. Otherwise, what were we paying like five hundred dollars for an open world game? Like, what what are we doing? <laughs> right. If they can only charge seventy, if that's the most you can charge for a really right. big game, right. then can can they yeah can they charge one hundred and fifty dollars for Elden Ring? Yeah, I mean if 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 the company feels the amount of money that they put into the the amount of time they put in the development of the game, and fifty bucks is it's cheaper than the seventy dollar game, right? So it's got it's it's got that going for it. Just like um, Hell Divers, Hell Divers not a full price game, so it's a it's a cheaper game. So Prince of Persia, you're also um, it's a it's a well known brand, so because of the name as well, it, it's got the people, the fan base, and stuff behind it. So fifty bucks, we're like, all right, let's 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 push the envelope. Fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of where I landed. I said I actually think it's more in the lane of like a Metroid Dread or a Mario. It's long. It's recognizable. Its budget and team are bigger. So to me, it's fair to charge the fifty. Now I. It, it, is if the market says no and they have to drop the price, so be it. You know, I I can be wrong about that. My opinion. Look, look how can... fast Avatar went on sale. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, creature you creature you, went and looked. You can never at the... go back, right? You have to you have to ask the highest price that you want first. Right. And then if it doesn't sell, then you start backing it down. Right. Creature went and saw platform Metroidvanias are priced anywhere from three dollars to one hundred nine. He says, but the cheapies outweigh. Uh, the high price. Yeah, and that's kind of what I said. I said, there's just so many indie studios in the mix that I feel like it's really easy to get a false sense of like, well, these games should never be more than 20 or $30. And it's like, well, most of them are made by indie studios. So, I think that's one, that's, that's, a, that's a, an easy reason to see why the, why the price is so, so consistently oh. low. How much was um, how much was Tunic when it came out? 
I know it was on Game Pass, but I know like how much was it? Was it was it was it thirty dollars? I think it was a thirty dollar game. I want to say it's a twenty or thirty dollar game. Yeah, because um, that that one one guy made that, right? Yeah, one guy made that. Tunic's launch price. It's currently thirty dollars. Um, looking like it might have dropped to twenty. Maybe it's it's looking like it's regular price on Nintendo was twenty, but then I'm showing thirty on Steam. I mean, that's a pretty chunky game for one guy to create it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Hang on. Uh, Again, the market will bear what the market bears. If if the person likes the game, then they go out and get it. If not, then uh, they'll wait for it to go on sale, and then it'll pick up sales. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm I'm I I'm I'm a little you know I got defensive because uh, I'm I love this I love this genre, and I don't want to see bigger studios come to the conclusion that well we i'm not we're not going to make a metroidvania or a platformer because the market isn't willing to spend more than about 30 dollars on them and we have too many people the budget's too big and they just won't make them uh yeah i guess i mean i I could see i could see your point like if 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 it doesn't sell well they're like oh the time amount that we put into that and we can only charge 50 bucks for it that's 20 dollars less than what we're charging now for these other games that are broke buggy unfinished uh, and we we fix over the next three to four years where this game is is out and done for fifty bucks. I don't know. I, that, that sounds like actually a pretty good deal. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, guys. I am going uh, to give you a link to the next stream. Now, the next stream, I'm gonna get a little bit spicy. You guys might have to super chat if you want your comments to be read. I typically don't require that though. So if you say something in the next stream and we don't acknowledge it. Feel free to put it back in the chat after a while. Don't spam, obviously. You do not have to super chat. Sometimes people super chat during this show to ensure that we see it. We try our best to include you guys and your feedback. You are currently 13 members away from the 2,500 member goal. So if you guys want to quickly slam that home in the next show, feel free. Now, if you hit 2,500 and you blast past it to 2,750 creature has to join me tonight for community game night and it's a fighting game all right you're gonna have to call in the big boys and drop some massive massive weight in the next stream if not you know get the get the final 13 we'll have an extra community game night tonight that's for everybody i'm gonna spam a link in chat um uh, 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 turn the q a feature on no i don't want the q a feature running through throughout the podcast i like using that for members only q a um I'd rather the chat just kind of flow with response uh, and periodic super chats. I'm not going to do an announcement in the Discord, but I'm just going to put the link into the members chat and into the live chat, and then I'm going to spam it in the YouTube chat. Alright? So, if you guys want to come with us, click that link in the chat. I'm uh, I'm going to start the stream. I'm also going to have it be featured on the channel. So, if you guys want to be a part of this discussion about first party... It's going to be a good one. All right. A lot of things going on. All right, here we go. Oh, wait, hang on. Alapark gets a five bomb at the buzzer and takes us to 98. I want to shout that one out. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. You guys are right there. All right. I'll owe you five if you do 100, but I can't shout these out and go crazy and do, you know, member shout casting during the show with Mike. So I appreciate it very, very much. <clears throat> Thanks so much 
for checking out a weekly segment where I sit down with my good friend 30 and still gaming and we talk about either everything that happened during the week or we take what we feel like is the biggest story of the week and this was a doozy the big first party debate Uh, the CFO's comments from Xbox about how they were going to start putting first party titles on competitors and then this week we heard from insiders like Jeff Grubb, Steven Totillo and others that there are planned Xbox first party titles coming to PlayStation this has started a whole nother debate about what is first party, thank you MASH for a 10 gifted bomb at the very end of that last stream you guys are the absolute best, I'm going to end that stream and I'm going to redirect and bring those people over, if you guys missed it, I did a Prince of Persia first impressions there's 